0: I I feel, I I'm Joel Embiid. I, I want the ball. You can use John with anything. You can be like, yo, the, hey, them Johns
1: is hot. Some, your shoes, you know what I'm saying? So it can mean anything. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to this week's edition of the Fly Zone. I am your host, Destroying the Connect Carter. And my co-host is...
0: Kenneth McLean. How you doing R- today, Ken? It.
1: How you doing today, Ken? How you feeling?
0: I'm feeling fantastic, actually.
1: I'm glad you're I'm, feeling fantastic.
0: Doing fantastic. i fantastic. look flipped. fantastic. Thank you. I got the shades on. And, you know, I done flipped $25. I told you on the weekend. I, I put $25 to $600. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: That's a good number. I might, this, uh, I might need the blueprint. The blueprint for that. That's good well, I,
0: Listen, That's what I did with y'all people. I'll just see you right now. i
1: put, put, put $25 I
0: in on the DraftKings app. You know I don't even do it. I put $25 in the DraftKings app. I put five on DK Metcalf to score. Mm. I made $55. Mm. I then put $5 on AB <laughs> in the Buccaneers game to be the first touchdown. And look like how the heavens parted. And <laughs> AB scored on that 44-yard touchdown. Bam, I made another 55. So I said, mm. oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm on, I'm on. I'll put, I'm up. I put 50 on Chris Godwin to be the next Buccaneers score. And didn't he pipe apart the rent? say
1: yes he did
0: off that 50 off that 50 all told the whole night that night i made 360 360 off a of 25 in so now wow. i'm 360. i take out 260. i put 100 on the browns i told you i put 100 dollars on the browns to win
1: but this that's crazy
0: came back with 350. 340. 340. that's 340. Plus two sixty, and ain't that six hundred? Call me Stimmy. Call me <laughs> Stimmy. Call me Stimmy. From twenty five dollars, and then I, you know what I did? I cashed out. Delete the app. I'm not, I'm not a fool.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you smarter than me. I'd have been. Oh, we gonna double this. I, 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 I cashed out. I
0: Cashed out. out. My days are done.
1: Man, that's crazy. All right, Stimmy. All right, Stimmy. I call see your work.
0: Rest, rest of the episode. Call me Stimmy.
1: I like that. So for all the people who enjoy listening to me and Stimmy every every week, you can always listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Google podcast and also mm-hmm. Amazon podcast as well. Yes. And for social media platforms, we are at the dot fly zone on Instagram and on Twitter. We're at the fly zone. Tap in with us each and every week. We're here talking our talk, Philly based centric, centric podcast for the people by the people. We're here for y'all. All right, so 16, episode 16. Sweet we rolling, 16. baby, we rolling. Sweet 16. This, this episode we called the Sweet 16. There
0: we go. There we go. <laughs>
1: So, listen, let's jump right into it because, and I'm not going to lie, I'm, I, I still love my Sixers. I'm excited about my Sixers, but I want to talk about what's been causing me headaches the past couple of months. All right? I want to talk about what's been, my, been, my, my, uh, been causing my headaches. So, let's jump into our Sixers talk. All right? So, we all know the Sixers had a couple games since our last episode. They played the Wizards, the Nets, the Nuggets, the Hawks in the Heat, which they're facing again tonight at 7 mm-hmm. o'clock. The first game at the Wizards, they won, of course, the Wizards suck. Uh, 141 <laughs> and 136.
0: <laughs> Bradley Bill tried, Trot- But he did his Bradley Bill Trotter. Listen, <laughs> he listen like- B. Bill. B. Bill. He tried almost
1: finished the car. It ain't happening, my man. Keep, keep shooting, though. Keep shooting. And B mm-hmm. had 38 points just to give you a quick stat line. Eight rebounds and five assists. Seth Curry. Get that man back, please. 28 points, five rebounds and three assists. Simmons. We'll get into Simmons. 17 points, five rebounds and 12 assists in that Wizards game. And the uh, uh, Nets lost, the score was one twenty two to one oh nine. Kyrie or Durant did not play, and yes they still lost. Want, want. Um it was a really poor game, in my opinion. It was a poor game from for my stars, I, our leaders, M B Simmons. I don't I just think they they didn't like you said, Ken at night, I actually'm like, what the hell is going on? Like they're playing down to their competition. And I think yeah. that's all that's exactly what it was. They were playing down to their competition. None of the stars played. You don't let Karis Levert come out and beat you. You mean when you when you got a full low playing? So, MB had 20 points, 12 rebounds or three assists. Shake Milton had 24, one rebound, and seven assists. Who's actually coming back tonight? Another player who's coming back tonight, Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. has 17 points, eight rebounds, and four assists. They also lost to the Nuggets, 115 mm-hmm. to 103. All right. Maxi had 39. Mind you, this was the game that NBA forced us to play. Okay. Right. This, this game should have been postponed, canceled, whatever you want Correct. to call it. Yeah. They should have not played this oh, game. I wait, believe they had Bam eight boom, players total. Run it's crazy. It's crazy, and then they and then they have the audacity to turn around and, and find the team, the organization, for they not uh, can't. thinking that thinking that uh, Ben Simmons was injured injured for the um for the Hawks game. It's not. We had to
0: dress. We had to dress injured Meg Scotches to play this game, and you talk to play injury
1: report. Right, you going to force us to play
0: Run amok, bamboozle, could
1: we? <laughs> do, do better, um, the association. But what I did like out of that game was our rookie Maxie had thirty nine points, seven rebounds, and six assists. I love that. My man, uh, I'm not even say my man, your man. Thank you. You yeah, know, last week I
0: said I don't know. Him. I I know you. I, I was tripping last week. That was that was somebody else. My twin Landis yeah, and was, Isaiah Joe Landis. came out here, 13 points, and he had three threes in the first quarter. He came out hot. He was snapping.
1: He listen. He did. He did all right. I wasn't mad at him. I wasn't mad at him at all. He came yeah, out three threes know. the first quarter. He finished the game with 13 points, four rebounds, and two assists. I ain't mad at him. There we go. Dakota Matthias. I told you we had seven, we had seven players available this game. Okay. So he's seen some minutes. He finished the game with 12 points, one rebound, and five assists, which is cool. The Sixers the lost one, the
0: better Dakota. The better
1: Dakota. The, the better Dakota. That 90. can never.
0: <laughs> Shut up. That press
1: uh, the real Dakota. <laughs> the real Dakota. <laughs> Matthias. All right. <laughs> but we also lost to the Hawks as well. 112.94. Uh and as our only starter who played – did he play? If I remember correctly, I believe he only played the first half of that game. Am I am correct? I correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. He only
1: played the first half of that game, and he still finished with 24 points, 11 rebounds, and an assist. Um, that's amazing numbers. Your man Isaiah Joe had 18 points. He's getting better. 18 points, two rebounds, what? and four assists. All right? I mean, I see you, Jokey. Keep letting it fly, yeah. baby. Let it fly. Maxi had 15 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Uh, Maxi, man, yo, Mexico going to yeah. be special. Maxi going to be special, man. The uh, which was a gritty, gritty game that I loved it was the uh Sixers Heat game that they actually won in overtime 137, 134. And B, and B, he should be in the talks for MVP this year. Correct. I'm gonna just say that he the should NBA be in the talks NBA? for MVP this year. Um, he's he just he's just lights out this year. He's like he's balling out. He finished that game with 45 points, 16 rebounds, and four assists. Danny Green, surprisingly. Assisted him with twenty nine points, ten <laughs> rebounds, and uh, six assists. He has twenty nine points off of uh, nine threes, which was he was one shot short, one three short of the Philly record for uh, threes made in a game, which is ten. Obviously, Maxi scored uh, sixteen points and three rebounds and eight assists. Great numbers for him coming off the bench. So, can then
0: then Danny put up like twenty two shots? So, what I'm saying <laughs> no, was actually twenty
1: three.
0: Twenty-three shots, and yeah, I believe yeah. out of the twenty-three shots, Danny put out twenty was actually three-point attempts.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this crazy. Part he took all of those shots; he only made nine, and it was mm-hmm. all this, not all three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. But who's counting, Danny got to do better, yo. Danny got. I am.
0: I've I'm been counting. counting. I told you since the beginning. I told you since day one by Danny, but you know, alas. Yeah, no,
1: I, I believed you. I ain't argue with you neither. Danny, he been, you know, he was playing for the Lakers last year. My dad's a Lakers fan. My dad, when we when I told him we signed uh, Danny Green, he started laughing. He laughed at me.
0: He's not good enough to me for a champion cal- caliber contending team to be our starting wing, but without those non threes, we'd have lost. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. What it is, what it is.
1: And I mean that that could that could very well be true. But the way Joel was playing, who knows? If he he might have scored 65 if he needed to that night. He was like, whatever we needed, he was giving it I'm to us that me. night. Unstoppable. So after hearing that, Ken, do, what do you think – what's your thoughts on um our recent losses? Do you think it's because uh, we're playing back-to-backs? We might play some better teams? Is it rotation? What you think?
0: I want to say the Nets loss did not surprise me. Uh, like you said, I text you. I was like, we're going to possibly play down on people. I'm not uh, – to me, we came back off of that back-to-back series with the Hornets. We blew them out eventually in the first game. We blew them out in the second game. But at that point, after that Hornets back-to-back, we had played, I think, like five games in a matter of eight days. Right. Um and traveled two times within it. And so to play the Hornets one night and then to, to travel to New York, I was like, people believe in scheduled losses. I don't believe per I don't believe in them per se, but people believe in them. I don't. They do happen. They do happen. And it's we're gonna lose to teams. We're gonna lose to teams we're supposed to be better than. We beat the Lakers last year. We blew the Lakers out last year. We were not better than Lakers last year. Sometimes it just happens that you just lose to people. I will say. You can take a moment to be like, okay, this is a scheduled loss because you know back to backs. We, we didn't have it you know the energy is not there because we we played play down we played a couple games down to the wire. I mean think about the, the first six games of the season these like would be like close wind against Toronto. like we've been playing a lot of minutes on top of that. And so when you sit when you're sitting there you're like, okay, but there's also a projection of long term when it's not a back to back when you have your healthy roster, what are you getting from your starters, right? Right. So even in a loss where I say, okay, I can swallow the nuts loss, I can swallow these other losses because this is like not our starting lineup. Our starting lineup has not lost a game all year, period. So I just take it as well when we when we are when we do lose or something like that, when it's getting crazy, like the heat game in which we won, Simmons fouled out, but he only attempted two shots. Can we talk about that? <laughs> okay, even with my losses, we didn't lose, but it's also like that could be recipe for future losses. And so that's what I'm looking at. Not about the losses per se. Yeah, I think the losses right now, those are a product of the NBA. I think the losses right now are the product of like the rotations, there's no chemistry, our stars are out in the back-to-backs. Future losses when we're healthy is because our starter, our stars, our one other star is not doing, he's not elevated himself.
1: I want to sp- I want to comment on Ben Simmons and okay. his uh his performance the other night. <laughs> I just- <laughs> And I'm not mad. I'm not going to I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'll, I'll say I'm more confused than anything. I'm more confused than anything. I mean, now, I'm not saying it's been, I, everybody knows Ben Simmons is talented. I'm not even going to speak on that. I'm not even going to speak on his talent, what, he, do, what he does well, because we already know that already. And we also know what he doesn't do well. Right. But at some point, this is his fifth year here, I want to say. Mm-hmm. He's, I want to say he's, he's not a veteran yet, but he's a vet on the team. Right. Guys on the team look up to him. So and I, and I, I would like to think that his style of, of, you know, motivating or just leading period for him, he's not a real vocal guy. So, you know, it's a lead by example type of thing. What the hell is he doing? Right. What are you doing? And I'm so sick. It's not even about shooting threes or shooting jump shots. It's about being a leader. For your team, being like wearing that hat every single night, because you get paid as if you're a leader. You get paid as right. if you lead every single night.
0: You get a max contract.
1: You got a max deal. So it's like you you come out as the point guard, the starting point guard, two time all star, by the way. And you take two shots the whole game. You take two shots. You foul out, right? So mm-hmm. how many takes how fouls? to it take to foul out? One, two, (laughs) three, four, five, six. So you had more fouls than even shot attempts. Forget the points you only. Forget the fact you only had five points. I'm so used to you scoring so low, or as if he's here, so low. I'm not even (laughs) looking for how many points you have. I'm not. But when I see you only had two attempts, that says to me, you're not locked in. You're you're not you're not in you're not leading. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell you're doing at this point. Right. But to me, that's it. You don't want to be a point guard. My point guard cannot leave the game with more fouls than shot attempts.
0: You're out there against backups. And, and that's, that's why I said it's, it's so odd watching him because, you know, he can't. Like, we've seen situations where he just decides, I'm going to drop to the lane. Why can't you just be aggressive? Why can't you be as consistently aggressive? That's all we're asking for. We're not on this podcast like everybody else. He has to shoot this me through the game. Nope. Literally, we're just saying okay. to attack the floor. Attack the floor every time you're on it. Frankly,
1: I'm a man. Of, I have a lot of patience. I am officially done with the Ben Simmons project. I don't care what happens. I don't Correct. care what happens. I don't. When it Pertaining to Ben, I don't care what happens. It's been too long. At, at this point to me, at, to me it was just weird. It's like what is what is what's going on now? Like what? Um I'm sure everybody heard about the the rumors, well they weren't rumors but the reports about oh, uh been getting, getting traded to Houston horrible. yesterday. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't go the whole timeline of events, but like yesterday was so hard, but with the the, tr- the possible trade and this person, and this person, this person. It like was. how how emotionally was messed up? They want who for what for what? Oh hell no! Right? Like do you like do like, you know that the the, the uh Kermit the Frog meme with the hood over his head yeah. it was like also like well I guess they can have him. Right. <laughs> 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 so like. As you go through the time, I'm just like, I'm like re triggered by like everything I went through mentally yesterday to convince myself that I wanted him, to, that I didn't want him, to, that I wanted him, to, that I didn't want him, to, that I didn't want him, to, that I'm like
1: all the time. Me too, me too. And I think it it was like the, it was like, I don't want to say bad timing, but it was like to, for all that to happen right after that last game that Ben played mm-hmm. was kind of like, like, man, like this is, I feel like they picked the perfect time to really push down on the pedal. Because They yeah, like, oh, had us, like got backs were against the wall in a sense.
0: Yeah, and Philadelphia sports fans were very much creatures of the moment. Like we're very much like, what's the last thing I seen you do. Yep. <laughs> like yes. when Ben Ben had a triple double, like what was a couple like last last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, last week.
0: And <laughs> that game, if it, if it was after that game, it was like, ah, high." Now was like, <laughs> this, this and is it was like, out.
1: And it was like, I don't care what y'all do with them.
0: <laughs> they got billboards here. got them on the billboards here. We don't care about none of that.
1: I don't care about none of it. Take them. Yeah, want them? Take them. But I am glad they didn't give up uh the young guy, the young boy, the young boy. I'm glad they said no to that. Cause I feel like a lot like the old the old uh, front office, they would have shipped him and Maxi off. If if uh if it was just Elton Brand and, and Brett Brown calling the shots, it'd have been over with a long time ago. A
0: long time
1: ago. It would have been over a long time ago. So uh Far as this, this heart and roller coaster thing we have going we had going on here. Um a couple of it was a, it was a lot of reports coming out it was a lot of reports going out about different packages, about uh picks, different teams. It was it was so much going on. So just to give you like a quick overview of what actually happened, what they were asking for, and stuff like that, we're gonna run through uh my guy Sham's report from Yahoo Sports, which he said the Rockets have pursued a 76ers package centered on NBA All-Star Ben Simmons sources set. Boston and Toronto have also expressed interest at various points. Simmons, a two-time All-Star, has continued to grow his, grow his game on the defensive end of the floor. Even he's – whatever. I'm not going to do, do it to you because I know my co-host is going to do it to you anyway. So, so I'm going to let you live for the moment. Right. Um, as, far as, as far as star talent, the Rockets will be able to acquire a player in Simmons whose talent level may not be available elsewhere.
0: So there was at that point it was just Simmons by himself.
1: Yeah, that's why
0: we're like, oh, okay, well, I guess Ben, it was nice knowing you. Your family's <laughs> great. Uh, it's been real. You gave some, you gave people some homeless people turkeys on the on the holiday season. Yeah. But you know what? When you gotta go. You gotta go. What time moving? Mayflower right. service.
1: <laughs> what time the truck pulling up outside? Because listen. <laughs> Right, so at that point, is only they only wanted Ben, or not only no, only, they only wanted Ben, they were only asking ben for and Ben and Picks,
0: yeah, Ben and yeah. Picks, or whatever
1: was... and Picks, or whatever, right? And at that point, you so... was,
0: was with it, and I was, was okay, let me ask you. At that point, you was with it, yes. At that point, I also was like, okay, whatever, exactly. <laughs> That's what... like,
1: you know what, if y'all gonna do it, then just do it. That's where I was at with it, like, y'all gonna do it, then just do it, damn, like, because the, the bulls getting on my nerves. So later on, uh, Shane, Shane reports, um. One player whom the Rockets and 76ers have discussed in a potential package is 2019 first round pick Matisse Thybul. Now I love Matisse. I love Matisse.
0: <laughs> exactly. All so now right. yeah, at this point, my eyebrows raised. And <laughs> right, like, once. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> right like uh
1: all right. And I'm guess. like I'm like
0: well he only get like 6 minutes a game. <laughs> you, you know, know. I'm trying to talk myself into
1: Right, like, oh, we don't like use I like him. He's a
0: great defender. You need you need defense to win a championship, but he only get like five minutes a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also,
0: like I like him.
1: Man. And he ain't been hitting the shots like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Okay, so. They were asking for a first-round pick from last year, tw- uh, 2019 first-round pick Matisse Dibble, uh which Houston have interest in. The defensive-minded forward sources said the Rockets have had a, a steep asking price from all teams interested in the threshold for Philadelphia and other contenders uh, that were interested in trading for James Harden. They wanted multiple first-round picks. They wanted young assets. Uh, no, it was all unclear. Yeah. But we, all, we we know that if they wanted anything from the Sixers, they wanted Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah. And, and Lorton, the used to like whatever.
1: They could have had him, right? Yeah. <laughs> had him. We're
0: still like, all oh, right, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is.
1: So, like, to today, can like dude, even the, the trade is over? It happened. Everybody knows he went to the Nets. Um, he all of that stuff happened, and I and I'll go, I'll go, I'll go on further with the um the rest of the timeline stuff. But how do you feel today? Like how do you feel now that it's all over a sudden that we don't got to think about it no more, we don't got to worry about it no more, we don't got to wonder what's going to happen. Now that it's over and done with, what's your state on, on, on where the sixes are right now, on, on everything that's happened?
0: Okay. I'm going to tell you what I talked myself into. <laughs> okay. You can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Let me take a sip before I say it. <laughs> it was a long sip. I had to. Um. Okay. As the events of yesterday has unfolded, I just want to talk about. And I, as you know, on the podcast, I've repeatedly said, I don't want, I didn't want Harden because I didn't want a one-year mercenary. I didn't want the guys coming for a year or two and then talk us out of here and we're done. And I felt like, you know, okay, well, we have, well we're we going to have to show for ourselves two years from now. when We have no bench and no picks and no depth and we have nothing going on and Harden's gone. It's almost like we would have had to have school, we would have had to had. Like, won a championship with the next one this year or next year, period. For it to be make any sense. So, this is like, oh, I don't care. And as you know, when we talked about this Harden trade before, that was before I knew Embiid was going to come in here playing like the second coming. Seriously. <laughs> of, 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 of Wilt Chamberlain or something. So, I'm like, wait a minute. So right. now we have an elite Embiid. I'm like, we need we need James Harden. <laughs> because the elite Embiid with James Harden right now even would win a championship. Could win a champion, will, will elevate you because yes. at this point he's scoring 30 something points a game, 15 rebounds a game, everything we everything we wanted. Everything we wanted. I was like, okay. So then we didn't get him. And I was like, at first, I'm like, oh my God, we got three elite scorers on the same team in our division and our conference. Yep. Kyrie, Durant, and now James Harden. That is a two <laughs> that's two NBA champions on one team. That is two scoring, scoring title champions with, with Durant and Harden on one team. The champions are obviously Kyrie and Durant. That is actually two MVPs on one team Goodness between reason. Durant and James Harden. And I am spiraling. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever saw Stephen A. Smith, like, I'm having a very bad day. Yeah. And I, was, I was in the trouble, like, oh, my God. Like, because I'm sitting here thinking, like, and Bean is healthy and he's playing a high level. This is what we asked him for, and he's doing it. We asked for scoring, and Seth is cooking, and we actually get three-point scoring. We have spacing. We have the coach. We're playing elite defense. We're doing every, everything we wanted. We actually hit draft picks. Yep. We have been set. Every single thing the Sixers needed to be successful, we have done it. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter now. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter because we're going to be eclipsed like Thanos. We snapped his fingers. But he's three niggas. Yep. It doesn't matter. So that's where I was at on the ledge. Now, as you ask me where I am today, <laughs> I got talked myself into this. Again, another another sip.
1: Take a take another one for me, please.
0: Kyrie is a head case, as we see currently.
1: No, no, he's not. He's a weirdo. That's just calling him, he's a straight weirdo. Head,
0: I don't know. I don't know. He's a head case. You keep calling him a weirdo when you get your time, brother. <laughs> we got we got Durant, who's also a weirdo. Now that's a weirdo. Durant? Yes.
1: Why Durant he, a weirdo?
0: Because he, he's a career, he, he made He made a fake Twitter account to talk about himself. That's a nut. That's a oh. nut. You also have, obviously, James Harden, who is just, it is what it is. So to me, out of the trio, you have two players. Who I'm not sure I feel like love to play basketball they love to be successful they're great at what they do but I think Harden and Kyrie are both these kind of temperamental players who are locker room cancer I mean this dude Kyrie left multiple teams because he he didn't want to be Robin somebody's batman now he's Alfred the butler you're not even Robin anymore you're 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 Alfred and so you have that they have no idea where he is. He's out there like with chimes or some shit. Like who knows where he's at with some gemstones and want uh, to walk about. They have no idea where he is currently. You got Harden, a player who's out of shape. Who this to me? This trio is like is like OKC. Okay, Instead of Westbrook, you got Kyrie. There's Durant who was also there and Harden who's also there. Who didn't win? And what have they done in New York besides deplete their bench? Because then what he's his he's hurt, he's towards ACL. They got rid of Karras Levert. Yeah, they got rid of here. multiple starters. They have no future picks. They have no depth. At, at the time, at, t- at the situation as I see it, I'm like, well, that is Harden and, and Kyrie both need the ball in their hands. So gonna, they have no way to fi- can figure yeah. out how they're going to play together. They can't because we, they were, we've already seen that they couldn't. Westbrook and Harden can't play together. It's the same problem. They don't have any depth. They don't, they don't have a start. They, they traded their starters, they don't have any starters anymore. They have no bench, so I talk myself into this. As Ben stays on his team right now, currently, as we see before the trade deadline, you have one elite defender, Ben Simmons, who is probably going to be on Kyrie in this matchup. You didn't have nobody who could Garden Bede. and you got Gary Harris, a three-point specialist on Tobias Harris. You're winning both those matchups, and now you have a Maxi, and you got. A, a whole Maxi-led bench was shaking everybody who actually will destroy their their bench because they have nobody on it.
1: And yeah. Obviously, yeah, they, they, from they a don't. talent
0: perspective, they're more talented than us. And like you see the Steelers, like, it's different. There's a difference between a seven-game series and a game, right? If the Steelers put the Browns seven times, the Steelers probably win that match up five times, right? But uh, the Browns won the game. For sure. And so could the Nets will the Nets be this one on one in a regular game? Yeah. But in a seven game series where people get tired, we have to travel, we have to do all those things, your bench is necessity, is necessary. You have to be locked in the whole time, which Durant was as we not Durant, but you see with Harden, that dude do not care about the playoffs. Neither does Kyrie don't care about games in no, general. No. You have to we have to be Car, in don't care it about basketball. for a seven game series. So now I've talked myself into because we have elite defenders in both Embiid and Simmons, because we have the stronger, we have the stronger starter, we have the stronger other pieces to start a lineup. We have the way stronger bench, and we actually have future picks to build on this situation that if we could, we wanted to trade for a, let's say, a Malik Monk to fortify our bench. We have picks to do so. We can, we can make a one or two trades here, a Zach Levine a Malik Monk, I'm not talking about crazy, like Bradley Bill, the four to five bench, that would put us over the top, that we actually could contend and win a seven-game series because of these all these factors. I've convinced myself into, is it devastating that you let a player go to your division? Yes, but long-term, can you beat that team? People beat OKC, and that's when they were in their prom. They were, they were 20-something years old. He's going to turn you. 32 now. So it's Durant. So i convinced myself that we can beat them. I was in that Stephen A. Smith. I'm having a very bad day. I was. I'm not there anymore. I'm like, (laughs) well, just check Rock, and we'll see. We have a smart coach. He understands matchups. So I'm just like, give me Malik Monk. Get me another shooter on the bench because I don't. I don't trust cork Maws really. Get me another athletic person like I said, Zach Levine, somebody, and we are still fortified to contend in this East. Period.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that I think the front and this is why I'm excited because. I think the front office, under, the front office we have now, understands that. Okay, now that they made their move, what do we need to do to stay in the position where we are and actually be competitive? So I think, and I think they are going to make a move before the trade deadline and do something to keep us competitive. And even though, even without a trade right now, I still, mm-hmm. I think we're very competitive. Even to, to your point, our bench is, is so much better than their bench than, than now because they they gave up LeVert, they gave up their 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 starting center, they gave up so much just to get Harden. And like you at first yesterday, I was like, what in the actual fuck? Like, <laughs> did he, did they really let him? I even, I think I even t- put it in our chat. Can I put, I said, damn, Sixers. Like, I, I was at the point where I wanted them to get, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Just go, go, go get them. Don't, don't give Maxi up, but go get them. Whatever else you got to do, go get them. So when he went there at first, I was like, damn, we missed out on them. But once I thought about it and I seen everything, once I seen all the details and what they gave up and, you know, um, all just everything that happened, all the pieces moved around. I actually felt like the person running that team right. might be on drugs. Like they gave up four, way four too
0: picks, much. You gave picks, up way watch. too much, and you started two starters. Wow.
1: Yeah. If if he was if we if he was a young Harden, and the Harden today is more mm-hmm. productive than a younger Harden, but if he was younger, and I know I can get more out of him, and then he still had more of a uh, his ceiling was a little higher. I know he still had potential to grow then maybe. I'm like, okay, I understand that he's a young player. He's coming up. But you, for an agent Harden,
0: in a they a gave him way deal. too
1: much. They, in, a, in a seven game series, they would not, oh. the <laughs> not beat the 76ers. They would not beat the 76ers. The only
0: know. people who are leaving Harden leaving is the so, Houston strippers right now.
1: Is the Houston strippers. <laughs>
0: the only people who are upset. Because obviously, cousins, and everybody else, they're all excited. The only people who's upset Harden is out of Houston is the strippers right now. They have a bad yeah. year.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> So as we always do, we hop and skip, jump right around across the lot, the parking lot. To our <laughs> oh so beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Eagle,
0: Eagle.
1: <laughs> and we, we we all know that it's 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 so hard to say goodbye sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Just not in this case.
1: Just not in this case. <laughs> yeah, put your shades on, baby. Put your shades on because it's time. <laughs> it's time. It, it put your shades on. I'm mad I ain't got nothing to sip on with you right now. Let's
0: get to it, baby. Let's get to it. It's time, First okay? Shot.
1: It is. Cheers baby. Cheers. So as we already know, as we all know, which we all are probably excited about the Eagles fire uh, head coach Doug Turn Peterson off this, the this Monday.
0: the is over.
1: Okay. <laughs> Doug asses is finally Doug mm-hmm. is finally out of here. Okay. And this weekend, I, this is the first time you're here in the camp, but this weekend I'm throwing a going away party for Doug. He won't be there. It's for us, but I'm throwing away. Par- I'm throwing a uh, going away party for Doug. All right. So, all the listeners, if y'all hear this before before Sunday night, come through. So they they fired Doug on Monday. Um, he went 11 and one this season. It is the three years ago he did bring his eye on one yeah. and only Super Bowl, and uh, which I always respect him for. He always heart. had yep. love in my heart. I, I always had love for yep. Doug. You know, uh, I do I do appreciate that. So him and him and Jeff had multiple meetings. Um, with, with going over what was going to happen with the team, and obviously Jeff didn't like what Doug had to say. Just to give you a brief overview on how the season went, they finished 26th in scoring, which they were scoring 20.9 points a game. They finished 28th in passing with 207. Okay, he, he his record when he left here was 42-37-1, which is not great in the regular season. And in the playoff, he was 4-2 in the postseason. Like yeah. I said, he gave us our first Super Bowl. All right? So forget yeah. all that, yeah. though. Forget yeah. all that. Were you shocked?
0: Absolutely when not. When fired Doug? And and let's say it let's say were it for the shocked? pod let's were say it you... for the pod. I text you the morning he got fired and said he getting fired today. Did I not?
1: You did you did you did? Let me first, but first let me say, okay. I was surprised. I was surprised when he got fired just for the simple fact they came out with a report that they were bringing him in the GM back. Because I'm like, you can't you can't make a, you can't say and tell. you can't tell the people we're bringing him back. I'm, they I'm have doing do that to fire what do you mean? Obviously. <laughs> I, that's why I was surprised, though. That's why I, I didn't think that, you know, uh, they, they, and they met already. They met the first time. They said, all right, yeah, we're bringing them back. We're bringing the GM back. We're going to give them another shot. So when, it, when the report came out, not, well, when the first report came out that they were meeting again, I said, oh, shit. I knew it. I knew it was coming. When they was meeting again, I said, all right, yeah, because there's no point to, to meet again the second time. Usually you have your end of the season meeting, and that's that. You go get ready for next season. When they bring him back for the extra meeting, I said, his ass is out of here. My initial thoughts. I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. I said because I thought the GM was coming behind him. Now when the GM wasn't fired behind him, I, I kind of got I was a little upset. I was, Jeff let me down once again. Because to be honest with you, and y'all know this because the past couple episodes, I said I was mm-hmm. ready for Doug to go. I was ready for Doug to go. I felt like, you know, he was he he, he led with his ego. He wasn't he wasn't uh open to, to change. He wasn't he wasn't doing the proper things to get us on the right track. This is the way I felt. And I felt like it's because he was he was ego driven. And I don't feel like you can lead a team like that right. as a head coach. But I'm glad his ass is going. I wish I, I'm just hoping it's that, Well, it's not going to happen. I was just hoping that the that, yeah, that Howie it's will be fired after no. him. But I'm predicting now that Howie Duh. won't be here next season. He won't be here next season. And it also brought the, the thought to my mind. When you fire a coach, you got to hire a new one. And who the hell is out there? Somebody who's not knows? an idiot. And th- this, this, this front office, or not even the front office. Jeff Lurie doesn't have a like gr- really a great track record of hiring coaches outside of Andy Reid.
0: We have multiple problems. We have front office problems. We got Hallie Rosen problem. But the problem is, we also had an idiot problem with coaching, with staffing, with play calls, with actual scheme, with actual game management. So to me, this is not heal all wounds. But one of the problems, not the problem, because we have a massive front office problem. Massive. But one of the problems is out the way. I'm I'm dehydrated. I'm dying of dehydration. Now, did I fall did I find a fucking pond? No. But I did find a half bottle of water. <laughs> so I ain't gonna die in the next 10 minutes. Cause so that's what I felt like between his schemes, between when he decides to this like go oh, 4 on 4th down when the people he claimed he could use or utilize in his scheme, nobody <sighs>
1: calm down. No, ain't no calm down. That's nobody... Ain't no calm down. Go on.
0: Doug has not made <laughs> anybody look in his so-called scheme look fucking good. No. How are you an offensive coach? Your brand is offense. And you orchestrated the 26th floor in offense, mm. the 28th op- 28th passing
1: offense.
0: It mm. used to be a quarterback.
1: That's what they said. That's what they told you us.
0: you telling me, you know, all is, you know, people are like, bring Doug back. It wasn't his fault or the draft picks, whatever. I could give Sean Miles Sanders. I could give anybody. I mean, I'll find a way to get regular ball, even though he, whatever he is. Like, you had Dallas Goddard. You had, you, shut up. You, are you fucking crazy? When you,
1: you, if you, when you suck, you, you know, suck. Man, you suck, you suck. You he, he, there, he just sucked.
0: You go for and for like it was nothing. I appreciate you, Doug, for the Super Bowl, but also, and and I understand you lost your quarterback that year. Your leadership had galvanized this team when you went for on fourth down. Everything that you went for in twenty seventeen, it worked. It clicked. You were a great leader and a great coach in twenty seventeen. The problem is you're off in in of twenty seventeen. The problem is when you were when your quarterback. Who got you to 13 and 3 and home field advantage was out there running under primarily not a lot of shotgun, primarily under center, primarily play action, primarily deep drops, primarily moving the pocket. And you brought you brought Nick Foles because so he, he had to play for you. And you go to the RPL, and then that quarterback is gone. You stayed in the RPL. You have never crafted, because let's be clear about this. Even with Jalen Hurts. That offense sucked.
1: It wasn't great.
0: That offense was horrible. So I will thank you for my ring. I will thank you for me getting drunk as hell when Sean poured champagne on me on Broad Street (laughs) at the Super Bowl. And I'm sitting there bathing in champagne. Thank you for blasting me because it's on top of a car. Yes. But I will not do like what Einstein said. It is like stupidity is doing the same thing and then expecting different results. Doug didn't know how to evolve this offense. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to, uh, we said, give up play calling. He didn't want to do any of that. You could talk about how many voices he hired Marty Morningwig. He brought, he brought in Scargnello. I don't think he listened to any of them. I think that he decided he wrote a damn book at the Super Bowl. That's how much he loved He decided that my way got at the Super Bowl. I'm going to do it my way. And we'll get into later, you know, why that's what cost him his damn job. But he wanted to do it my way. But the problem is your way produces a 28th rank passing offense. And that's not good enough. In this At
1: life. all. It's
0: not. So you know what? I, lo- I love you. And I don't know you.
1: A- <laughs> I love you, and I, but I don't know you. <laughs> that's good. So uh, okay. what our owner, Jeff Lurie, had to say on the firing of our head coach, Doug Peterson, is this. It's a transition point. And we've got to get younger, and we have to do a lot, get a lot more volume of our draft picks, and we have to accumulate as much talent as we possibly can that is going to work in the long run, with a focus on the midterm, and not on how to maximize twenty twenty one. And it's almost not fair to Doug because his vision has to be: what can I do to fix this right away? And what coaches can I what coaches can I hire that's going to make twenty twenty one smoother? Ken, do you think that's a, a load of crap for Mister Lurie? Do, Absolutely. Do you buy that excuse?
0: The quote of Vincent Gambini. <laughs> <laughs> the quote of Vincent Gambini from the great movie My Cousin Vinny. Everything that guy said was bullshit. <laughs> because Sean, well, let's be let's be clear about it. We fired Andy and fi- then we fired Chip, and we then interviewed Doug. <laughs> like this is crazy to me. I'm cracking up my head. We hired Doug for a rebuild, right? Yep, you had come off a losing season with Chip. He was going to draft the quarterback of the future. Yep, he was. Go- he had nothing really in his pocket except Ertz and Lane Johnson and Brandon Graham and Malcolm Jenkins. But he was coming in knowing this is a rebuild. I'm not winning anything anytime soon because I'm in a damn rebuild. And he took the job knowing this team has never won a Super Bowl. This franchise has never won it. I got a young quarterback. I got Sam Bradford as my starter, remember? Yes, I do. I do. And I got our first round quarterback that I drafted. And I'm in a rebuild. And we're gonna suck. We're about to trade Sam Bradford to the Vikings. And we just going to go the When they traded Sam Bradford, we 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 got a rookie quarterback. It's over. Yep. So so now
1: I remember Jeff this.
0: comes out and says, Well, you know, he's gonna be in a rebuild, and it's not fair, Doug's being a rebuild. Nigga, you hired him to rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> like, what y'all want right now? Like, this is just like last the week before when they when they t- thought hurt, Jalen the hurts it, and nobody knew the lot to tell. You hired this is a rebuild head coach. You hired, and now you are telling me he can't he can't be rebuild, in the rebuild it. <laughs> he, 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 his second year in the rebuild, he won you in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, reason is that the guy in the rebuild who built you in two years is Super Bowl. Can't sit through another rebuild. It's a joke. And I, I'm just saying. When I actually heard the press conference, I said, I said in that moment, I said, crack. because <laughs> I said, "That's what he must think we want to believe this." What are you talking about? Just tell him that he pissed you off.
1: Please, I knew it was a lie when, because I knew it was a lie because you didn't. You could have fired him at the first meeting. Would you, yeah. you? You meet with him. Y'all have y'all meeting. It ends. Y'all both leave. Then you call for another meeting, like no. If you didn't like the way, the way the meeting went in the first place, you fire him right then and there. You don't bring him back for a second meeting just to fire him. No, you do that right then and there. So
0: and in the, in, the first, in the first meeting, y'all didn't talk about rebuilding.
1: Exactly. Like, so you knew exactly what you were, what you wanted to do. You knew exactly what was going on. Don't, just just be honest with us, Howie. Just be. I'm sorry, Thank you're you. not even Howie. My my. <laughs> Jeff. Just be be honest with us, Jeff. Please. So we know it was a full of crap. The people know it was a full of crap. But I'm gonna tell you what the reports are saying. All right. So according to reports, the which is behind why he got fired, there were reports saying that Doug wanted to promote Press Trailer to offensive coordinator. He wanted to move Andrew um, Andrew <laughs> Bum. He wanted to promote Matt Burke from D-line's coach to defensive coordinator. He also or bring back Corey Utland for uh, to be a defensive coordinator. Oh
0: yeah, just was fantastic. He knew it was coming. He was just like, I'm going the house.
1: Yeah, it. he, I'm he said, that. listen, I am not sitting around for this shit.
0: If you want Titanic, you got if you if you want Titanic, you got a chance to get a light bulb. You out of there? You getting the hell out of there, and you getting on the boat. That's what I think happened here. I'm, so, oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry. You, I'm not going to let you ask me a question. I'm going to tell you. Go
1: ahead, let me know.
0: Doug came in that meeting with, "I want to keep my friends." Mm hmm. Go be okay. Matt Burke. This. Dave Fipp this. You know what? I'm tired of you telling me. I hired Scarnello. I hired Martin Morningwig. I hired these people, and I and, and we we suck. I'm going to keep more of the same. And if you're Jeff Lurie, after I gave you money, after you came to me and said, pay hard way, pay these dudes, pay these dudes, I can't listen to a guy tell me I want more of the same. Because more of the same is the 28th ranked passing offense. Press Taylor. Since Press Taylor has been, has been Carson Wentz's quarterback's coach, he has regressed. How dare you come to me and tell me, He's my OC now. What is his resume? Every year he's been a quarterbacks coach for Carson Wentz, he's looked horrible. What the hell are you talking about? I hired
1: Tyler before I hired him.
0: So that's that. that like that's that's Doug wanted more power. He wanted less voices in the room. He wanted this less because they came to Doug and they told him fire Mike Rose. Like you gotta stand by Doug. Hold on. You gotta stand.
1: <laughs> Pour you up. You gotta stand by. Pour up.
0: Doug came in here, he was seven and nine his first year. He got his quarterback, he was an ex-quarterback coach, he's an ex-quarterback, he got Carson. At his first year, he's seven and nine. Then he comes in here his second year. And he has Frank Reich, he has D the coaches are hitting, they're working. He won the Super Bowl. Then he starts smelling his own. He smells like his own scent. Like, oh I'm not I'm not dude. Unfortunately, Josh McDaniels doesn't take the job. We lose Frank Reich. And then he's sitting there and he's like, okay. And he had the Super Bowl. Your quarterback gets hurt. You have Nick Bowles. He takes you to the wild card. You'll beat the Bears. And he's like, I want the back up again. My scheme, we didn't go all the way. It was, I was trying to drop, drop away from going back to, the play, back to the back to the championship game. But I couldn't win it. I'm that good. Let's make the mistake about it. Y'all been sucked that year.
1: Yeah, for real, for
0: real. That year. But he's too busy believing in himself. Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe, who was an ex receiver's coach in, in the Bears, SOC. And then Jeff came to him and said, you know what? Mike Rowe's trash. He's seven and nine. Get him out of here. He didn't do nothing. You, you And and, then, and from Jeff's perspective, I paid Alshon Jeffrey a mixed contract. I paid Ertz because you told me to. I paid all these bum niggas because you told me to. I did everything from the ownership standpoint. You told me to resign these people. I resigned them. I broke up Peters. I don't know why I did, but I did it anyway. This is Brad's last year. And he brought him back for that one year. Michael Jikis was still here. I done paid all these people to come back around here. I resigned Darby that one year deal. we seven and nine and we suck. And that's what it is. So you fire Mike Rowe. So then you come back next year. Carson Wentz takes us to the playoffs, to the wildcard game, which he got hurt. Yeah. We were 7-9 again, but we won a division. But let's make no mistake. Don't get hyped about the hats and the shirts. Our offense was trash. Yep. Trash. The only quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards with no way five fucking hundred yards at receiver position. Scumbags. <laughs> And you came back here, and you want some, and you want some. Oh, well, we got to pay, we got to pay Peters again. Let's bring back AJ who got one fucking knee. <laughs> and you stand telling me to pay his ass, and I'm paying these bum ass niggas who suck. I gave up a first round pick for going and take. I ain't fucking forget.
1: That was a first round pick.
0: First, or second, one of yeah, second. Pick. a second. second. It was a
1: second, second.
0: For fucking bum ass, going take a one year deal. Who's looking left on the mercenary bullshit ass nigga? Yep. But I did. It. She told me to do it. I'm so <laughs> hot. <high. laughs> I'm so pissed. <up> <laughs> and you sit there. You got to bring some niggas. niggas. Y'all bring some other niggas in here because you ain't enough, dog. Our, our quarterback regression. Our offense regressing. We still chasing 2017 right there. We spaced it back seven and nine, seven and nine wild card. We lost with Nick. 7-9 now, we lost to Seattle because Carson was got hurt. And we was out there with Deontay Burnett.
1: Deontay Burnett. That's what we was out there with.
0: And then you come out here and you're like, okay. And I'll tell you, Duck, this is bullshit. Hire Martin Millerick. Hire Scargnello because he played with Cal Shanahan and put some of this stuff Carson likes in here under the center. Zone read running back. Power running game. That's what Carson is running, right? We see it. Yep. He got run- He's out there winning back at quarterbacks. Duck says, okay, well, I, I guess I I, I fire an OC, I give it you one. I fire my OC, i give you each one. But Duck's still on some, um, I want you to bowl. I know what I'm talking about. I got a book. So then you come out here. You won four fucking games. <laughs> and you and I and we won eighty eight percent shotgun. What does that tell you, Sean? That you ain't listening to Marty. You ain't listening to Rich. Because they ain't running eighty eight percent shotgun and nobody's fucking San Francisco. Hell no. Hell no. 88% shotgun. Your quarterback has regressed more. After you took Press Taylor from quarterback's coach to assistant whatever bullshit tight you have made with his nigga. And what I got to show for it. What I got to show for bringing back the Sean Jackson, for paying Alshon, for all you. I'm, I'm paying Darius Slay. I'm a good owner. I'm giving you, I'm giving you all these hitters. Mm-hmm. Drafting the receiver in the first round. All this stuff. You give me four Fucking wins,
1: four wins and a tie.
0: I call you on fucking Monday. We fucking lost. We won four fucking games. We are left. The NFL—they beating our ass. They saying we were fucking joke. We bullshitting. I said, okay, Doug, what you gonna do to fix this shit? And you come to me. What the fuck you tell me?
1: <laughs> Give me presses my OC. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, okay.
0: You lucky you get stopped in the dirt like that? Nigga has a casino <laughs> in the field.
1: Yo. They should have popped. They should have popped his eyes out. He put a hit, put his head in a vice and popped his eyes out. Like they did with the guy they was torturing to tell him, to Charlie death? M.
0: You lucky you can get beat to death with the bat to a field like Casino with his
1: brother <laughs> Joe Pesci.
0: to me with that. So yeah, <laughs> and and I, and I, and I and, and no shade to this, but I understand what's going on, with Jeff. Jeff, I see you a scumbag too, because in Jeff's tenure, we never had leaks. We, you, you, you found out Andy fired because there was a tweet or some shit. You found out that like, we hired Doug because of some random stuff. You didn't even know Doug was even being interviewed but he got hired. Now all of a sudden there's leak coming out. Oh, this is what we want to do. This is what the meeting was on. Like. It's two meetings. We The fact that we even know it's two means right. shows you they were trying to sabotage it anyway. But I don't care because you deserve to be sabotaged.
1: No, that's real I'm rap. Not, I can't, no. That's real rap. We never heard any leaks or reports or anything at uh, the Eagles front office when stuff was going on in the offseason.
0: So that's what I want to say about that. Doug, you felt yourself way too heavy. You felt yourself way too heavy. You are not ditty, nigga.
1: He thought he was, but like I said, we jumping out the past and we jumping into the future, right? So lo and behold, we, st- regardless of what what happened, what happens, what happens now is that we need a new coach, right? We gotta fill a sp- fill a spot. We gotta fill a seat. Um, there's a plethora of guys that I'm sure a lot of people heard. We're gonna go through the names, but before I do, I want to talk about um. The first name on the list, the first name that we actually probably heard that Jeff's actually said in his press conference is Deuce Daly. I mean, I would me personally, and this isn't really a question, can it's me kind of just talking. Me personally, I would love to see Deuce get a shot at, at at a head coaching at a head coaching job. I would love to see that for Deuce. I think he's 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 probably been here the longest out of any of any of those guys. He's got. He has the experience of, as coaching. Well, he's been coaching many, many years. He's been a running back coach for the Eagles for many years. He was actually a running back here. So, do you have a favorite on the list, Ken? Or do you think? Or do you like? Who would you like to see as the next head coach for the Eagles?
0: Under the logic that Jeff Fryer dug just to retain the possibility that Carson Wentz is going to be a quarterback, that's clearly what happened here. Absolutely. He did. He wanted the option of keeping Carson as opposed to just saying we're going to go with Hurts, whatever. It would make the most sense that you bring an offensive guy in uh, technically to try to mature him. I'm going to go with the Bills' offensive coordinator because you know why? That quarterback looks phenomenal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he has shown he can mature a quarterback to a top tier level. So I'm going to take that maturation the same way you take Doug in his quarterback experience. And I'm going to sit there and try to say, what's the quarterback? What's, what's the offensive minded person? That could take my quarterback and make him something that he isn't. What's the offensive-minded quarterback that's going to get him reignited and everything else? And you just can't deny what the Bills have done. They believe in power run there because, of course, our our old defensive coordinator is there. You you like they believe in a power run. They believe in good defense. And someone's like, what well, he has done with Josh Allen, I'll take that over anybody.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen is snapper.
0: And so. No shade to – I mean, obviously, I, uh, I wish I knew more about what Deuce would believe in. I'm not saying I don't want Deuce. All, but all his uh, Deuce's resume is that he's the running backs coach and he got implementation into this – I don't know what his place is. But we really need to fi- find a coach who can spark, spark, spark either one of these quarterbacks, preferably for the Eagles organization, Carson Wentz because um, of money and if Deuce can do that I'm fine with it so in my head it's either the office coordinator for the Bills or it's Deuce but really the office coordinator for the Bills
1: no I, I ain't made it so, I feel you on that though I feel you on that because I feel I feel the same way I wanted to my thought process was I know we got to get the quarterbacks right but I want somebody to come in that's going to run the football run right. the ball because you the passing game is is obsolete without if you can't run the football so I think for my, my choice, I probably I will pick an offensive coordinator guy too. I think I might go with Arthur Smith from the Titans, the Titans offensive coordinator, just because I know that I know running the ball is going to be at the top of the list for this offense.
0: Speaking of things that we can't control. We're gonna to roll to the Bulls and board and get all these events out going on. We talked to y'all for like a long enough time. You understand what we stand that with the Sixers and the Eagles. And you know, it is what it is. Times are changing and, and I know a change gonna come. And so we can roll to the bulletin board and get out these events, which is obviously the bulletin board, which is all the things going on in the city, whether it's news, whether it's culture, whether it's social, anything going on in the city right now we're gonna hit you guys with. And right now, um the city of Philadelphia, put the shade back on. So Put home, up the city of Philadelphia, the vaccine updates, the Philadelphia vaccine, which I was, right now is in station state 1A, is prioritizing all adults with high risk medical conditions and next stage vaccination stage, which is 1B. So I was right 1A. Mm-hmm. Um, and because the city is has a large population of people of color, people in poverty, the state is not make not making 16 to 64-year-olds' high-risk conditions eligible until state, stage one C. So they're pretty much gonna say like they're trying to target, not target, but because of,
1: let's fuck it, racism. I'm about to say, wait, why are you about to say
0: it? <laughs> Who has allowed for, we always get the short the stick. They're pretty much allowing for people in these populations of people of color and poverty to have access to the vaccination before other people right now. Systemic bias in the system, which is racism, officials have said, has made people of color and low-income communities particularly susceptible to the virus. Philadelphia officials hope prioritizing people with pre-existing conditions will provide more equity to people with access to the vaccine. Philadelphia anticipates that there will be more than 19,000 doses every week through, this, through the end of January. Beyond that, the supply is unclear, of course, because they, they have so many different versions of the vaccine right now. There's The Moderna one, the Pfizer one, the China, what they call the China vaccine, which is like... What the fuck is that? Right. Um, I think, from my knowledge, off the top of my head, there's like six different versions of the vaccines. So right now, the city of Philadelphia is trying to pretty much high risk communities, high risk people, get them in there for one A, and try to get them in there to to get some equality. But it is an option for you, and we'll drop the link. So if you want, if you decide you want to take the vaccine, what you can do to do, to do it. That's the first thing on the board. Second thing on the board is um. We talked about this before. I think it was like maybe a month or two ago. The injection sites for the clean injections of cocaine use. Meth? Yeah. What do you, Meth what do you and say? everything. Did yeah. you say cocaine <laughs> use? We are trying to get a clean injection site in Philadelphia. Remember? It did not pass. Efforts to open the first supervised injection site for users of heroin, and fentanyl and other opioids experienced a setback this week after a federal court ruled that it would violate federal law to do so. And so, State Health Philadelphia is a nonprofit organization that has been trying for years to open the first such facility in the city. The supervised injection site would allow for people to bring illegal opioids to inject them into the med- under medical supervision to prevent fatal overdoses. So, right now, as we do not have a, we do not have an injection site in the city of Philadelphia. We talked about this before in the pod about what our pains were. People going to houses to actually like supervise injections. So right now, we don't have one. They denied them. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania denied them literally today. And so that's where we are with that. But, from injections to reading books somehow, the libraries have reopened. Empty for now, but not empty for much longer inside the Free Library of Philadelphia. And several of the locations starting Tuesday, which is this coming Tuesday. This the Several locations in the city and 20 libraries across the region are reopening for in purpose services. We are really happy to welcome the public back to the buildings. Quoting uh, Lisa Walker, who is the free library interim director, the free library has been open throughout the pandemic, but services were restricted for virtual and curbside pickup in, in November. Next week, visitors will once again be able to step aside and access computers and Wi Fi, which is important, and not to mention borrow some books. So, the free libraries in Philadelphia are about to be open back on Tuesday and get into that. Something that Sean might raise his eyebrow to in a good way. Gun sales in Pennsylvania has gone up. The sales went up? Yeah, the sales went up. And new numbers released by Pennsylvania State Police on Wednesday. More than (laughs) 420,000 background checks were processed between October 1st and the end of 2020. The highest total previously was 406, 1,151. That's crazy. Reasons why the gun sales have spiked as far as gun checks to possess a firearm Sean from upper Darby, not this Sean, another Sean Upper So it's 6 ABC. I'm a first time gun over gun owner. Because of the climate, the state of affairs today, what's happened just, just just several days ago, last week, it has to do with that. People don't feel safe. So they're saying, you know what? And no no shade. Yeah. White people are you crazy.
1: Listen, I ain't met, the white people are crazy. And why do you think I got my license? I ain't fooling <laughs> with y'all. <Plain laughs> game. Crazy. Like Jay Z said. <laughs> Run up on me at the light, you could lose your life.
0: And I gotta tell you, if they, if you think I'm not one of these 420,000 people with application in it, you're high. <laughs> I am. And, you know, I just, I can't do it.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: And so, like Joe Bedarby said, he said, I'm a first time gun owner. Because of the climate, the state of affairs that day, what happened several days ago, last week, it has to do with that. You just, you just, just don't feel safe. You're just not. Listen, get right or get or get, or get right or see God.
1: Get right. And it's that simple.
0: you know, get right.
1: It's really that <laughs> simple. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's really that so simple.
0: All time high, you know, things are making me nervous. People out here are making me nervous. People out here are looking, looking, like it's getting wild out here. Inauguration is a week away. So let's do, this is how it has to be right now. On top of that, Indoor dining and theaters are opening this weekend. Philadelphia restaurants can resume indoor dining on Saturday, January 16th, which is this weekend, like we said. And as announced on Tuesday, um, theaters will be open. But for some small shops, it's not great because, you know, you have 25% capacity. So if you have, like, you know, a 15-seater restaurant, you know, you only got one or two tables a day. Theaters can also be allowed to You open at 10% capacity. So if you're doing a whole show, that's great to hear. If you got a 30, 300 300 seats theater, you can use 30 people. How's it gonna pay the lighting? How's it gonna pay? How's it gonna pay, you know, hustle me? To lose, lose. Then, but the area the indoor dining, takeout and to go stuff are still available, but indoor dining is coming back twenty five percent capacity. That's already and we cannot forget MLK shout out. Yes, great we have MLK Day Monday. Monday.
1: Yep.
0: And you know, this Monday, Martin King Junior's Day, several institutions in the city will be doing a lot of things. The African American Museum will be having a splendid lineup of events. you can also headed to Eastern State Penitentiary, and they're going to have online. They'll be doing a free reading of the 1963 Letter to Birmingham, Letter from Birmingham Jail and other activities. The Museum of Museum of American Revolution will be hosting special programs and events all weekend as well. And the Philadelphia Jax Project will be presenting We Shall a musical MLK celebration for viewers to watch on YouTube. The Philadelphia Orchestra will also be a former uh, Martin Luther King Tribune as well this weekend. So, And of course, it is the MLK Day of Service. So if you want to log on to the MLK Day of Service, Philadelphia will be doing a lot of volunteer work in the city, virtually, not virtually in the city. Look it up. So that's what I want to say about the bulletin board, obviously. <laughs> the vaccination updates. If you're if you are looking to get vaccinated, we'll drop the links. Philadelphia will not have the injection site this year. Uh, or anytime soon as far as people who want to use hair on the undistribution of medic- medication advice. there the libraries will be reopening on Tuesday. So they will be right. Oh libraries reopening Tuesday? I guess you didn't listen to me at all earlier. Yes, I said this whole thing. You know, in the I'm listening
1: to you. If I ain't listening to you I'm listening and to
0: Lying. I just I got this whole breakdown about the libraries we on Tuesday. Anyway, <laughs> the <laughs> <people> <laughs> libraries are reopening on Tuesday. They will have curbside pickup for books. They'll allow Wi-Fi use, everything else, which is a huge thing for people. And obviously, you can obviously pick up return books. 20 libraries in the city, who are the fruit libraries in Philadelphia, will be reopening on Tuesday. That's that. Gun sales have gone through the roof, and you know why. You can't be tra- you can't trust these people out here. Saturday, indoor dining is back, and Tuesday, theaters are back open. But they probably won't be playing anything, because it's, it's, it's too limited. And like we said, MLK Day is Monday. The day of service, please look into volunteering, and also the African American Museum in Philadelphia, East State Penitentiary, American Revolution in Philadelphia, and also the Philadelphia Jazz Project will be one of the great things in the city for MLK Day, and also you can volunteer to do virtual events as well. And that has been the bulletin board, and that has been this episode, which is episode 16, 16. of the FlyZone. <laughs> That's it, Sean. We are here. Sixers are playing right now.
1: Six is on right now. We'll Halftime about to be over. Sixers are up seventy eight fifty three. Yeah, you know I'm saying you got it live here. Fly zone. The coach
0: Coaching search. We will when we when they have a coach. We will come back with the episode that week to talk about who the coach will be. You know that. And you know, listen. Like I said, a great black man's a great black man's day is on Monday. Go out there. Not really because it's COVID, but do some do some nice things with people. Yeah, man. And one of your hosts, I'm Candace Armaclean. And I'm joined with
1: Deshawn the Connect
0: Carter, and we're saying, Doug, we barely the new year, but you're going
1: peace. <laughs>